Welcome to Black Blood Hills, brought to you by NMDP. NMDP manages the world's most diverse blood stem cell donor registry. Tune in each week as I share tools and resources on ways you can be a change agent and save a life in your community. Welcome to Black Blood Hills. I'm your host, Tamara Weston, and today I am super duper, 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 duper excited because I am meeting two phenomenal women who now have a bond that will affect the rest of their lives forever. Donna and Tiana are my guests today, and Donna is a recipient, and Tiana is her donor. And these two women are absolutely amazing. Welcome, ladies. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> I said that in unison. Yes. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for joining me today. How are you both? Doing great. You look fabulous. Well, thank you, ma'am. That blue is rocking. I love it. It does look good, right? Finally found my color then. Huh? All right. right. <laughs> your whole energy, your face, everything is working. Well, thank you, Tara. Miss Tiana, how you doing over there? I'm doing well. Yeah. I'm good. How's it feel to see Donna? It's always good to hear from her and see her. This is the second time we've seen each other, so I love it. Yeah, and she's always smiling. Always, I'm happy. Hey, hey I'm, I'm on here. the phone with her. I can hear her smiling. <laughs> and we're gonna here. find out why you're so happy. We know, but we want the audience to know. <laughs> Just so you guys know, Donna and Tiana met for the first time after the transplant in 2021, and it was a amazing meeting. I had the privilege and the pleasure of being there and meeting these women for the first time. And just to see the love, the appreciation, the gratefulness, the resilience between the two of them, it was just energetic and inspiration. But enough for me. I'm gonna let them tell a story. <laughs> Miss Donna, how you feeling? I feel great. I'm so happy I'm here. Okay. <laughs> to hear these beautiful words you speaking. It's the truth. Yeah. Anyway, I couldn't be be better. Okay. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. Well, I am healed. Amen. (laughs) Happy, healthy, and humbled. Okay. All in the same stroke. Okay. As far as that, I don't know what else. uh, Tell us a little bit about your journey. What what did you go to transplant for? Sure. Well, 2017, I had a diagnosis of myelofibrosis. My blood cancer, which I don't know how I got it. But anyway, I um, started going to um, hematologists at the oncology department. And that scared me a little bit. But I was really like living in di- denial. Mm-hmm. I didn't believe it. I thought maybe I could do some exercise and stop eating certain foods mm-hmm. and I could just, you know, get over with it. But after going to so many doctor's appointments, my sister said, you know, enough is enough. She made me an appointment at MD Anderson behind my back. Okay, sisters do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she uh, decided that I need to be at the best cancer hospital in Houston. So that's when I went to MD Anderson. Okay. Well, once I got there, they put me on the registry. And I was certain that, um, you know, I was thinking, you know, all the stats that I had heard. I said, you know, maybe I waited too late. Is there somebody out there for me? How long is this going to take? So now I'm all of a sudden in a rush. Mm -hmm. I need to get me a donor. So I put it on there. And so I tested my daughter because she was the only eligible person in my family Mm -hmm. to qualify. So I was adamant I wanted to use her, but they wasn't concerned with me. They're doctors. They know what to do. So what they did was they found Be The Match and they decided to use a matched unrelated donor. Mm -hmm. 
which is more points. I think my daughter was five out of ten. But they came to me and said they had found a match. Found a match. Well, before we hear that glorious story, (laughs) let me take you back a step. How long between the time that you were diagnosed to the time that they told you about stem cell therapy? You mean MD Anderson? Yes. Well, MD Anderson, my sister found out about the stem cell match. I did too, in a way, through my hematologist. So I asked him, did he think I was a good candidate for it? And come to find out, he said I was. I said, so why am I in the study? (laughs) You know, so anyway, it took about a year and a half before it was over. I had to release myself from there. Of course, my sister released me from there. MD Anderson is all about getting the cure, Mm -hmm. you know. So I qualified on every point, meaning that my lungs were good, my heart was good dot, dot, dot. And I took all the preliminary tests. And mm-hmm. next thing you know, there was a match. Took a year and a half. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I, I want to go back and, and just, you know, set the record straight that when we talk about stem cell donations and when we talk about finding a match, you mentioned that your daughter was tested, but we've said on the show before, and I'll say it again, repetition is always good, that 30% of family members are eligible to be stem cell donors. It takes, I mean, not everyone is going to find someone, but only 30% of searching patients will find a match within their family setting. So that includes their brother, their sister, their aunt, maybe their uncle, depends, but only 30%. So it's that other 70% like you, that had to go to the registry. Um, it's, it's just because of the HLE typing. It is difficult. It is science. It is, you know, not always hitting it on the nail, but it is what it is. That's what they have shown. So I'm glad that even though your daughter was a match, you were able to go into the registry and find someone. Absolutely. I am too, because a 10 out of 10 is better than a 5 out of 10 all day, every day. <laughs> Well, then moving on over to Miss Tiana. How are you doing? I'm good. Now, tell us about your story. How did you hear about NMDP formerly Be The Match? I was actually in school to become a medical assistant and in Dayton, Ohio, and Be The Match had came. Be The Match had came in and I signed up. It was just a cheek swab. I signed up and did you sign up immediately or you needed to take some time to think about it or you immediately? Think, I've okay. been in the medical field for like 11, 12 years. So you were familiar so, with that. Yeah. I've, I'm, I've been a nanny. I've always helped people. Okay. Okay. So I did the swab. I kind of forgot about it. Years later, I'm getting emails and calls <laughs> and they're like, you remember when you signed up? I'm like, no. Yeah. Somewhat. <laughs> and they're like, you know, we, you're a match with somebody. I said, oh, okay. Well, what's the next step? Oh, wow. So immediately so, you said yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And like I made it a point not to watch because I usually research stuff, mm-hmm. but I made it a point not to watch like YouTube videos and stuff because I didn't want to get become afraid, you know, because That's I didn't know the full process. Okay. You know, I know bone marrow. I'm like, are they going to go in my bone? Like, well, I didn't know what was going to happen. <laughs> okay. So I didn't actually watch videos and stuff until after I did it. Okay. And my friend, my best friend at the time, she came with me. When I donated and she was crying, she was like, you don't even know what you're doing because you refuse to watch the videos. And then when I watched the videos, I understood. That's interesting that you say that. So take me then to the day that you joined the registry. What it was at a table. It was someone from the organization. 
the school I went to, they had, it was medical assisting, dental assisting, and something else. So they brought us all into one room. Mm -hmm. And they had somebody from Be The Match explaining what it was. Okay. And it was a nice amount of people there. And I was one of maybe eight people that signed up. Okay. You know. So they did walk you through the process. They did tell you the ways to donate, Mm -hmm. gave you statistics. Okay. But you didn't watch videos because you didn't want to be dissuade if you will yeah well right. once once they contacted me and said that i was a match because okay. i like i said kind of forgot about it mm-hmm. you know well this is interesting so you you joined up you signed up but then that time that they called you and the time that you that you signed up had you moved had you like just gotten a new job a new cell phone number yep. and they found you yep i moved from ohio to atlanta Wow. And they found you. Yep. And another funny thing is that um, my grandma needed a kidney transplant at oh, the wow. same time. Okay. And after they told me I was a match for her, I said, well, I don't know that lady. And this is my grandma and I want my grandma. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then oh, my grandma ended up calling me like, you know what? You can go ahead and, you know, donate to whoever you need to donate to because they lowered my Dallas days from three days to one day. Like she was getting better. Oh, wow. That's wonderful. So I think that October... She actually found somebody to get a kidney from. So it was wow. perfect. Look at like, God. Yes. Look at God. Wow. It was perfect. That's I was amazing. able to donate. My grandma got what she needed. And well, how's grandma doing? Oh, she good. She good. She good. All right. She's fine. Hey, amazing. grandma. She <laughs> good. <laughs> I love That's it. Wonderful. Her birthday's tomorrow, actually. So happy nice. birthday, grandma. 76, I think. Nice. Speaking of birthdays, I'm going to interject for one second. I know we flowing, but can you ladies tell me when your birthdays are? Let's say it on three. Mm-hmm. One, two, three. May, May 10th. 10th. Can you believe that? <laughs> These two strangers whose life has been affected for the rest of their lives found out, not knowing, last year you found out or you discovered it? Was it last year? It was last year. Yeah. Last year. Yeah. Did they have the same birthday? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look at God. That's amazing. That's a God thing for sure. That absolutely is. (laughs) Yeah. Well, okay. I just wanted to interject since you mentioned birthdays. I thought that was so cool. But um, so going back to you and having your being found, Mm -hmm. because they will hunt you down. They did. They did. (laughs) They called you. You said yes. Now tell us about the process. The process, it was good. What I can remember, I lived in Lithia Springs at the time. They had a nurse come out Mm -hmm. and injected me with, I don't know what it was, but it was basically to prep me and get me prepared to donate. Mm -hmm. So she came out, I want to say, three days in a row or three Mm -hmm. days of the week or something like that. They checked in on me every day. They flew me and my best friend out, and it was easy peasy, and I'll do it again. So you flew to Houston? Oh, she flew to Atlanta. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was okay. already living in Atlanta. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Okay. No. Where we fly mm-hmm. to? Atlanta. No, DC. No, I, oh, I flew to, to DC. Um, yeah, okay. Okay. I flew I don't to know. DC to donate. <laughs> there we go. Thank okay. You. Yeah, I flew to DC to donate, and then. Oh, so you didn't travel. She, okay, I got yeah. you. So you went to a transplant in D.C. Yeah. They collected the stem cells, and then mm-hmm. it was probably couriered to you in Houston. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. And then DP makes it worse. There you go. There you go. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, Donna, then tell us about when you found out you had a donor. Oh, my God. That was the most emotional day of re- ever. I was at work, sitting there doing something, and... The lady from MD Anderson called me, my transplant rep, and she says, Hey, Miss Donna, I have some great news for you. I said, Okay. 
I don't have my little fibrosis. She said, <laughs> she said, no, she says, we have found not one, but two donors that match you. I said, wow. Two. And I'm thinking I was going to be on the list for at least a year and a half, two years. I don't know how long I was thinking, but it wasn't that quick because I had got to MD Anderson in August. Mm-hmm. This was October. Wow. Two months. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what was I doing? But I sat there in my cubicle and I cried and I cried and I cried. And the workers, my coworkers, I don't know if I didn't care what they thought. Mm-hmm. It was very exciting to me mm-hmm. when I could finally speak. I did get up and I started telling everybody what had happened, and they were really, really happy for me. Did your coworkers know you were sick? No, they couldn't believe it because you look the same on the outside. Mm. The problem is. Uh, you don't feel the same on the inside. I was always fatigued and tired, mm-hmm. you know, and all that heavy breathing. Mm-hmm. I was doing a lot of it. They said, why are you breathing so hard? You know. I said, oh, my God. I said, I wish I could breathe normally like you breathe. I said, but I'm just struggling. Mm-hmm. And so when I finally told them what the diagnosis was, nobody agreed. They said, no, you've been working fine. You've been doing everything fine. I said, but I don't feel feel fine Mm -hmm. so it was a very emotional day wow what did your sister say when you told her oh my gosh she said donna didn't i tell you you need to leave that place (laughs) (laughs) you know of course at that time i was upset with her but everything worked out the way it was supposed to work out i'm so happy she did it i'm so happy she went behind my back and didn't let me keep on going through the suffering I wanted her to know that I appreciate her mm-hmm. because um, she's always, since I've been born, trying to be the big sister. I am the big sister. Mm-hmm. But what she did for me at that time proved she could be a good big sister mm-hmm. if God had made it that way. But he didn't. <laughs> God put it in her spirit that something needed to be done that she saw wasn't being done. And she took the initiative. And thank God she did. I met your sister. Yeah, I, I can see it. I can see it. Oh, absolutely. She tries to be the boss. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you let her now? Um, On oh, certain of points. Of. Certain points. Okay. I can't give away my birthright. I just can't give it away. <laughs> I feel you. I got you. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm so glad that, you know, I'm glad she did what she did. I am, too. Nowadays, I, I told everybody um at the meeting that they all laughed when I told them that she was sick of hearing my non-answers. She said, I got to fix this. (laughs) (laughs) I remember that we did um, when we met in 2021 at the barbershop, they interviewed you. And I think where we all just decided that was the moment, that was the money shot, if you will. Mm -hmm. They asked you to say a couple of words and and I'm going to ask you to say it again. I'm not going to tell you. I want you to tell Mm -hmm. what you feel for Tiana as being your donor. But at the end of it, you looked into the camera and you said, I get to live. Those four words became like the office slogan because you said it with such passion. I do. You said it with such devotion and you said it with such appreciation. And I think that is what this is all about. It is about getting that second chance to not just live, but to live. As you said, you looked fine on the inside. But on I'm mean, on the outside, but on the inside, it was it was, it was wreck. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean it I mean it then and I mean it now 
because, you know, you never know why you're placed on the earth. You never know. Amen. And I have a better appreciation for why I was placed on the earth. And God kind of sealed it by giving us this same birthday. Yeah. And also, I can't believe because, you know, I, I have been a little jaded in the past. I can't believe that a young person would take time out of their life to give something that's so valuable to another person that they don't even know. To me, that's special. And you can't, you just can't create that by with, with your voice. That has to be something in you to make you do that. So I do get to live because of her. Because she gave me. And I love her forever, forever, forever. Not just because she gave, because she's a good person. And not just because she's a good person, but because she's beautiful. <laughs> and not because just she's beautiful. Giving is amazing. It's an amazing thing to do, to give to somebody that you don't even know. She told you the story about a grandma. And she still gave. She still gave what everything was going on in her life. She still gave to me. And so I, I try to make my everyday count. Amen. Every day. Amen. Amen. Tiana, how does it feel to hear that? I see it, but how does it feel? <laughs> you better not tell nobody I was crying. Oh, we, we won't tell. I mean, the audience might tell, but we won't tell. Um, it feels good because I just naturally do stuff for people. I don't really put too much thought behind it. People aren't nice anymore. People are very selfish. People only look out for themselves. And I've never, ever, ever been that type of person. And getting older, people told me stories about my dad and stuff. Things that he's done for people. And I never knew because he's, he's, I guess that's where I get it from. He'll do stuff for people and he won't say anything about it. That's just who he is. But there's been times that I've, I've done things and I've, I've accomplished things and I wish certain people would recognize it. But, you know, doing this and from what she just said, whatever is recognized is recognized. I'm not going to put it out there that I did this and that. And honestly, I wasn't even going to tell anybody that I did it. My best friend who came with me, she put it on Facebook and I was like, mm. don't do that. I don't want everybody to know. She oh. said, no, this is the one thing you need to brag about. Absolutely. This is something to brag about. And I actually kind of fell out with some people because of it. Cause they're like, you didn't get paid for it. You don't even know who it is. And it doesn't matter. Wow. It could be a two year old baby. It could be Miss Donna. It can be anybody. And people didn't understand it and it was taken light of it. But that's why, because people always got something to say about something. And you never know. Your word, just a one comment can change somebody's life, mm -hmm. change somebody's day, make somebody's day. Yes, indeed. So, like I said, I didn't watch any videos or anything. And then after the fact, I did. And then when I met Miss Donna, she said something along the lines of like, you know, she she's my age now. Because, right. you know, she'll <laughs> always be. We're basically twins. We got the same birthday and everything. 29 and like, years removed. And like I say it to my I say it to myself, like I literally saved somebody's life and it clicks, but it don't click because it's like I just did what should have been done. So I mean, I'm happy. I've, I've, I always like to help people like see somebody in a store. Sometimes, you know, you see people and they might want like, 
I don't know, like you see people and you look in their face and you can tell something is wrong. Mm-hmm. And you just yes. tell them something like, you know, you're <clears throat> blessed or it'll be okay or whatever. I literally talked to a girl yesterday and I looked at her. I said, are you starting over with something? Are you, you know, you changing something? And she, we had like a 40 minute conversation because she was. Wow. wow. Like you can just sense things in people. That has happened to me. I've been on the street waiting at a stop line, a stoplight at in New York, and I've had it was the weirdest thing. I thought someone was I was on camera somewhere. This woman stopped me and she asked me a question about something that women would do. And I thought again, it was weird, but I could see in her face there was something that she needed to hear. So we stood on that corner for about an hour and a half wow. talking. Never seen her. Didn't know her. She stopped me and we had a conversation for about an hour and a half. And then she walked away. Wow. I've never seen her again, but sometimes a stranger is the best person to talk to. It's it's crazy how that is, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. You can have all the friends in the world, yes. but it's that stranger that can give you the answer that you need. Yeah. That is true. Ergo example. <laughs> um, so <laughs> when we when we think about your donation, did you do PBSC or did you do bone marrow? Uh, bone marrow. Okay, okay. How was that for you? Um, it was it was fine. No side effects. I was sore. Okay, kind of like I worked out for the first time, mm-hmm. but not like super sore for like a day or two that it would prevent you from doing it again. It was no, I would do it again. It okay. wasn't that bad at all. Okay. It was quick. They got what they needed, and that was that. Okay. Wow. And you know what else is funny? Tell me. So I was going through my voice notes, deleting stuff, trying to make room in my phone this morning. And the very first voice note was the first phone call I got from Miss Donna. She left me a message on my phone. Like when we was able to exchange information and beat a match, gave me her information. And it was the very first phone call she gave me, and it was her voicemail. Wow. wow, how long was it? <laughs> uh, I had to stop it because I was gonna cry. <laughs> I'm sure so, I was crying. <laughs> it was it was probably like two minutes. It wasn't that long, but wow. I mean, I'm always save it. I still got that. She um sent me a um a card with butterflies, and I love butterflies. I remember that from. I remember that you brought a bag mm-hmm. at the re, at the when you guys met. I think you had like a bag or something with the butterflies on or you brought oh she gave oh you gave that okay okay because we both like butterflies yeah you both like butterflies you have the same birthday yeah Yeah. hey (laughs) what can we say we're 20 (laughs) 29 years removed (laughs) i came out first then 29 years later here she comes i love it i love it oh i love it well this is i mean i don't know of a better example of the importance of donating. I don't know of a better reason to right here. I think you've said it best. The world is changing. You know, there's a lot that is going on that affects people's mindset, that affects people's willingness to give or be kind to their fellow man. Unless, of course, we've all seen it. There's a hurricane, there's a car accident, there's an earthquake. People will run into a burning building to save someone because it's in that instant, right? Mm -hmm. That adrenaline, that motion. It's like, who we got to get into that building, get that person out and we're done. But when we think about something that takes a little bit of time, that gives them time to think, that gives them time to react, there's a difference. I, you know, it's as if you wish you could sort of flip that and, and have people 
be a little bit hesitant to run into a burning building, but yet be more willing to sign up and donate or even go through with it when they're called. Because there are some people that when they are called, they have joined up and then they say, you know what? It's been 10 years. I don't think I can do it. And they back out, which is not wrong. If that's what's best for them, then that is what they should do. But that is an example of someone else on the other end waiting. And now that person has to now go back to the beginning. I'm not sure of the process. I'm not sure if they tell you that they have a donor until you actually say yes. I'm not sure. I have to do a little bit more research. I'll let the audience know that in another episode. But I want to find that out because as you're sitting here talking, I'm thinking, I don't know that answer. Because I think it would be detrimental if they tell you and then you say no and they have to come back and tell you. Well, uh, yeah. sorry, Miss Donna. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, you're talking about crying. Yeah. <laughs> now, you said you had two donors. Did yes, they tell you about yes, both donors? Did the did. other donor commit as well? No, the other donor, they contacted, but the other donor never answered questions. They sent out some kind of paperwork to fill out. One thing my uh, rep at MD Anderson said, the lady was very on top of it. When they asked her for something, she just handed it in. But the other donor which they was trying to shoot for, mm-hmm. he wasn't doing any of that. So I says, hey, I'm glad y'all stuck with the lady. <laughs> we could have still been waiting on him. <laughs> Maybe he's busy or something. I don't know, but I'm so happy that they chose her. I'm so happy that she did it. I'm so happy that I'm here and I could be with you all. And I'm happy you're here as well. Ooh. And as we wind down this amazing episode, I could talk to you guys for hours, but we have to wind it down. Miss Donna, please, in your words, what would you tell someone that actually two people tell someone that's waiting for a donor mm-hmm. and then what you would tell someone who has the opportunity to donate? OK, somebody who's waiting. Don't give up. If you've been thinking about moving to a better location, please go and get that help at that place. Don't sit around and wait and they kind of think they're going to come up with a cure this year. Go and try to get on the registry and commit to it. They will find you somebody, hopefully. Now, to those who are wanting to give, these are young people. Hey, you guys, please, please. Hook people up. It's us old people who need to continue to live. We support families. We are there as your wisdom in the family. So please consider doing it. Like she said, it's a swab first before you even get selected. So do the easy part and think about the other part later. I love it. (laughs) Well, Tiana, we're going to throw it over to you. Same questions. Um, I would piggyback off of what Ms. Donna just said. If you're a recipient, don't just sit around and wait and do your research. You know, look into some other things, resources, ask questions, ask people. There's a lot of people who do keep certain things private until you bring it to light. So you never know who's been in your situation. As far as donors, you know, things can be scary. And you don't know what you're getting yourself into. But... You could be saving somebody's life. You could be saving a baby's life. You can be saving somebody's mother's life, anything like that. And, you know, they talk about trying to get more black and brown people out there to donate. But with the history of the medical field with black people, it's kind of hard. So I understand why a lot of black people and brown people don't involve themselves in certain things, you know, 
But we need to educate ourselves more. The reason why certain things are today is because of the history. But, you know, my experience personally would be the match. I had a great experience. I had great nurses. Like, they stayed in contact with me when I was going to the lab. Everything was great. But do your research and just figure out if it's a good thing for you. Because you don't know whose life you can change. Perfect words. Perfect comments. Perfect in every way. Just to sum up what you both have said, you have to do your research. This again, and we say it, we've said it before, this is not an easy ask. We understand that, but it's not a difficult one either. There is a two-part, as Tiana spoke, you swab, and then if you're called, you go through the process. It is something that has to be for you. So you have to do your research if you're a potential donor. If you are a recipient, I'm piggybacking off of what Ms. Donna said, you have to be your advocate. You have to be asked your questions. If you, like she said, she had to go to her doctor and say, is this a good fit for me? You have to be your advocate. If your doctor has never mentioned it to you, ask the question. And if your doctor doesn't have all of the information or all of the answers for you, ask another one. But make sure that you're comfortable with the answers that you're receiving. And if you are not receiving what you need, then you need to find it elsewhere. You can also, I mean, NMDP, we have a lot of resources, nmdp.org. Please check us out if you have any questions, but trust in your, you have to trust in your caregivers, correct? Your medical staff, your medical family. So be your advocate and for donors, just do your research. And I'm sure that when you come to that right decision, it will be the best one for you. Well, as we close out, I want to thank Miss Donna, I want to thank Tiana. These are beautiful women. Look at those smiles. <laughs> that is what we wouldn't have seen, what, five years ago? We would not have seen it because I'd have been weak. <laughs> this is what the Lord has made. That's right. <laughs> With that being said, we are coming to the end. I'm going to end it here on a beautiful note. Ladies, you are beautiful. Thank you for being here. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for just being there for each other. And to my audience, this is it right here. This is where I say, because in the end, it will take all of us just to save one of us. Until next time. Thank you for tuning in to Black Blood Hills. Head over to NMDP.org for more information on how you can join the registry and get involved. Make sure you subscribe, share, and tell a friend about Black Blood Hills.